morning, Mountjoy family. It's good to see you again and glad to have you into our home here. Uh, this is where Debbie and I live in Mechanicsburg and uh, just by the fireplace here. Say Merry Christmas to you. Hope you had a Merry Christmas last week and that you're with some friends and family over this New Year holiday. Um, so we're kicking off today a series called Beating the New Year's Blues. And so you'll notice most of what I have on today is blue. Uh, talking a little bit about that, but um, uh, we're going to look at Psalm 77 and how we can kind of, when we get a good case of the blues, how we can kind of push it back, beat it back with the help of God. And so, um, you know, there's been a study done about uh, loneliness in the United States, a Cigna, it's called by, it's by the Cigna Corporation in 2018, and it was right before uh, COVID. So it was done right before COVID. So of course, COVID has exacerbated some of these numbers and probably even driven them up, but nearly half of Americans report feeling sometimes or always alone or left out. That's huge. Half of Americans. Uh, one in four Americans feel that nobody gets them. Nobody understands them. Two in five Americans feel that, um, that their relationship, they don't have a relationship that's really meaningful, that's deep, that helps them. Uh, and one in five Americans never feel close to anyone. Wow. It's amazing. Only half of Americans feel like they have daily, meaningful, in-person, social interaction that is meaningful and helps them navigate life. Uh, most of them don't feel like they have warm interactions on a, on a daily basis with people. And so they feel alone, they feel left out, they feel like nobody cares about them, and uh, they've got a case of the blues. Our nation has a case of the blues. So what do we do? when we get a good case of the blues, especially over the holidays, that can kind of throw us off. You know, Psalm 77 helps us with that because Psalm 77 paints this picture of how we are when we have the blues. The very beginning of the psalm starts out with this whole idea of when we have the blues, sometimes we kind of just feel locked up. We feel paralyzed. It says this in Psalm 77 verses 3 and 4. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. Sometimes when we get hit with a case of the blues, man, we can't even talk. We don't want to interact. Even though our soul says, oh, I need a warm connection. I need a warm connection with God, with others. I need that. We get stuck. It's kind of like these things. I don't know if you ever experienced them when you were a kid. We had them underneath our back porch, and my grandma called them pill bugs. P-I-L-L. Pill bugs. I don't know if that was a real name of them or not. Probably not. They were like a little centipede thing, and when you touched them, they would curl up in a little ball, like a pill. That's why she called them pill bugs, I think. And so we had a lot of fun with them, just touching them, curl up, touch them, curl up. And you could hold them in your hand. They were just like little beads almost in your hands there. And what they were doing is they were curling up because they were looking to take care of themselves from the enemy child who was, you know, irritating, agitating them or whatever and playing with them. And so they were curling up. And that's what happens to us sometimes when we get the blues. We just kind of curl up. We get that blanket around us, our emotions become a blanket, and we curl up in that blanket, and we're, we're really trying to, in some ways, kind of defend or take care of ourselves when we're doing that, but we don't really know what to do with the blues, and so we can kind of get stuck there. Uh, the psalmist goes on to say this, and, uh, but before I go to the next part, I just want to ask you a couple questions about that whole idea of getting paralyzed or stuck or getting, um, you know, kind of stuck there. Um, what has you locked up these days? 
What thoughts wake you up in the morning? What thoughts keep you up at night? Uh, what thoughts repeat themselves over and over again and seem to distract you from getting on with a life and interacting with people in warm and meaningful ways? What thoughts are you recycling these days that might be causing a case of the blues? Second thing I want to talk about is this. You know, the psalmist says not only do we get uh, kind of locked up and, and, uh, and, and stuck and paralyzed, but we also get puzzled in the blues. We just don't know what to do with the information that's running through our mind. So we keep running through that same tape over and over again. And so the psalmist says this, Will the Lord reject forever? So he's feeling rejected. Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished? forever has his promise failed for all time and then he says this has God forgotten to be merciful has he in his anger withheld his compassion for me you ever felt like that I mean it's kind of hard to say maybe to other people because it feels irreverent or it doesn't feel right but here we have the writer of holy scripture telling us it's okay to deal with the blues because if you don't deal with the blues, guess what? The deal, the blues deal with you, right? And then you end up just cycling and cycling and cycling through the blues. Uh, one author uh, has said this about the loneliness epidemic. Her name is Heather Holman, and she wrote a great book called The Six Conversations. It talks about how to have warm and inviting conversations with one another where there's excitement, there's wonder, and there's a good interchange. It's a great book. Uh, Heather is a Christian and she also teaches at Penn State University in the English and Rhetoric Department. She's excellent. She says this about loneliness. She says, we feel this way. We always feel alone. We feel left out. We feel like nobody understands me. We feel like I'm isolated with no good relationships. We feel like we don't have people to talk to. We feel like we don't have meaningful conversations on a regular basis and we kind of know that our health is suffering as a result of all this in the blues. So what do we do? What's the psalmist say? I mean, we could stop there this morning, just sing the blues, and I can tell you, well, we're all kind of stuck with the blues this morning, you know. But there's an important thing we want to do all month long. We want to do something that the psalmist does here. He pivots. And pivot's kind of a an in vogue word right now, but it's actually something that we need to do. It came in vogue because, you know, we hit COVID and we needed to learn how to pivot do things different and then coming out of COVID a lot of us didn't pivot back or pivot forward into some good rhythms or patterns we kind of got stuck in some reclusive more patterns where we feel stuck paralyzed we turn away we play the same tape that there's nobody here for us but the psalmist helps us he says pivot and he does that by pivoting himself so when the blues paralyze us and puzzle us we need to make a pivot. We'll be talking about this all month long during this series. In Psalm 77, he says this, Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years of the Most High, when he stretched out his right hand. That word picture. God stretching out his right A right hand is the hand of a person or the hand of a leader that would give blessing and authority and honor to those that followed him. So he's catching this image in his mind of God giving him blessing. I'll remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I'll remember your miracles of long ago. I'll consider your works and meditate 
on your mighty deeds. Psalm 77 verses 11 and 12. The psalmist pivots here. He uses his memory. Um, and uh, it doesn't say this in the text, but I would, I would think that he leans on some friends to help his, stir his memory of God's goodness. When's the last time you sat in a circle of friends and you shared about the goodness of God in your life? You just shared part of your testimony of when you came to Christ, what God's done in your life, the good gifts he's given you, uh, um, the things that are happening in your life where you know God's hand is stretched out to you. When's the last time you did that? That's a pivot. That can help you deal with the blues when you do that in a strong way. The psalmist also recalls these powerful redemptive. It's the most redemptive memory he kind of has on file, so he reaches back for it. And that most redemptive memory that any Jewish person had on file in the time of the Old Testament, before the New Testament times, was the Exodus experience, where God reached out his hand, and God was powerful and personal. I mean, listen to some of these words of the psalmist about God's power. He says, the waters saw you, O God, the waters saw you, and they wreathed. The very depths were convulsed, the clouds poured down water. The skies resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. He's talking about the time where God piled up the seas on either side, and by dry land, the Israelites make the Exodus experience out of Egypt and into freedom. Out of Egypt and into freedom. And then God gives them the Ten Commandments because they didn't know how to live like free people. So he gives them Ten Commandments. They're actually guidelines for how to live as free people and not slaves. You know, when we get out of the blues, we need to ask God, give me some guidance, God, about how not to live like a slave to the blues, but to be a free person. And we need to keep practicing that over and over and over again. So we see the psalmist says, when you pivot, I got to remember God's powerful, but I also got to remember that God's personal on my behalf. Listen to these words. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. So God is leading. He's stepping in front of us. Though your footprints were not seen, they were there. Amen? You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. It's a very tender part of the passage. We have the powerful thing and then we have the personal God. We have this tender word picture here of Moses and Aaron leading the people, not with a rod and a staff. That's one way that a shepherd leads and we need that leadership and we hear about that in the Psalms. But there's also a, a word picture here of sheep that are led by the hand of the shepherd. And sheep that were led by the hand of the shepherd were sheep that maybe were smaller, younger, and at times they needed to be just picked up, put on the shoulders of a shepherd, and led by his hands. It's a tender, a tender word picture here, and a real word picture of how God feels about us and how he attends to us when we're singing the blues. He wants to help us. He sends other people to us. He sends his word to us. He gets our memory engaged, and we need to engage our memory in remembering the goodness, the power, and personal nature of God on our behalf. I want you to look at this uh, picture with me. This is a painting and uh, somebody gave me a copy of this painting a number of years ago and uh, I look at it from time to time and every time I look at this painting 
and it's an artist's depiction of the Red Sea crossing. So they're using their redeemed imagination to imagine what it's like, okay? We, we can't substantiate everything that they have in this painting, but I, I really like the painting because the painting is full of wonder. It's full of that power of God. I mean, look at how the sea is heaped up. And I never thought that even, you know, when the Israelites are walking through that maybe they could see sea animals in the sea. You know, maybe it was like walking by a huge aquarium and seeing that God made all those animals that are heaped up and not just the, 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 the water, but what was in the water, okay? And the power of God. But I also love, and I didn't see this for the longest time, I just didn't really notice this little guy. There's a little boy in the middle of the picture in a shadow and he's holding like the rope of his little pet goat that he's taking with him. But he stopped and he's looking up and he sees the God of wonders heaping up this place and leading by his hand. He feels the hand of God. When's the last time you felt the hand of God in your life? It's always there. It's always guiding. It's always leading. It's always nurturing. It's prodding us to pivot, but we need to lift up our head and let God lift up our head, be the glory and the lifter of our head. We need to let him be our shepherd and cup our chin and lift our head up and tell us, you're gonna make it through this time. The blues are on you now, but we're gonna push them back. I'm gonna show you the way to walk through the blues and to have some good friends along the way. I wanna end our time this morning just with a blessing. I want to give you this uh, prayer as a blessing to you. You know, I, I do the P-R-A-Y thing, and guess what? I have a P-R-A-Y sweatshirt on this morning that reminds us that we pause, we read and reflect, we ask good questions of God, and then we yield to his presence. So we're going to do that with this passage of scripture that's going to come up on the screen here in just a moment, okay? And it is from, it is from uh, Psalm 139. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Trust me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any anxious way in me, and lead me in the way that is everlasting. I want this to be our prayer for these coming weeks so we can beat the winter blues. So let's just look at it and let's just do this exercise. So let's look at, at the verse of Scripture. And first of all, let's just pause. Look at the words, take them in. And then as I read it slowly, you read it slowly. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any anxious way in me, and then lead me in the way that is everlasting. Just take a moment to reflect on that. God any question that arises out of that scripture for you. And now let's just read it again as a sign of us yielding to the Holy Spirit and to God's word, his word in our life that will repeat when we wake up at night, that will repeat when 
that will make our new mantra this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any anxious way in me and lead me in the way that is everlasting. I want to encourage you, don't stay in the swirl of the blues too long, alternating between being paralyzed and being puzzled. Pivot, turn your eyes on Jesus, because in the New Testament, the even greater Exodus experience was the cross of Jesus Christ on your behalf. So I want you to take some time this holiday season and reflect on the cross and the goodness of Christ and how he redeemed you. At the top of our Christmas tree, there's a star, there's a wooden star we put up there every year. And about the first or second year of our marriage, we added a lamb to it. We hung a, a wooden lamb over the star. And we did that because we wanted to remember that the star came to illuminate the lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As John the Baptist put, he said, look, there's the lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. I want you in this next few days to be thinking, look, there's the lamb of God. He takes away the sun. He can help me with these blues. He can help my family with these blues. He can help our church family. He can help people in our community with the blues. As we turn to the cross, we pivot and we turn to the cross together. Next weekend in worship, we'll be taking communion together. It's a way to pivot and come to the cross. I hope you join us. We talk next week about what's it like to feel lonely and how do we deal with with the blues that come along with loneliness. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a super day with family and friends. What a fantastic word from Pastor Joel on beating the winter blues. And so for the next five weeks, we're going to be exploring these ideas of loneliness, anxiety, depression, uh, the dark night of the soul when you feel stuck. All these different ideas that over the winter season can sometimes hinder our relationship with God. And so we invite you back next Sunday. We will be in person in our worship center. We would love for you to join us there at 9 a.m. Also, if you came ready to give today, you can do that online. There will be a link in the info description on this YouTube video where you can click to give. And we thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope this experience blessed you, and we can't wait to see you next week. Love you guys.